Welcome to the Equinity Podcast, where horse owners just like you share their incredible Equinity stories and how Equinity is changing their horses' lives. Whether you're searching for something to give your performance horse better focus, faster recovery, and more stamina, or in the extreme case where all hope seems lost, give your horse what it needs to help heal at a cellular level, you'll find it here. So jump in on today's episode to hear how Equinity is helping horses worldwide. Now, welcome your host, John Dowdy. I am so excited to share this podcast with you because uh, the challenges that uh, Jordan, our guest, uh, has been through her personally with a potentially career-ending back injury, while at the same time, her really good barrel horse had a sympathy injury with a suspensory injury. So it's uh, pretty pretty amazing and very, very inspiring uh, to anyone uh, listening to this one. So without further ado, uh, let's go ahead and welcome Jordan to the show. Thank you, John. I'm really excited to be here and tell my story. Good deal. Well, we are really excited. And, and I tell you what, when you shared this with me, uh, my jaw was on the uh, the table more than a, f- a few times. <laughs> so now, uh, <laughs> as we go back in your, well, let, let's give a little bit of history uh, uh of how you started, um, which you started riding, you know, uh, hunter jumpers when you were around five years old. And as you told me, after three or four years, it just wasn't enough of an adrenaline rush for you. So you got into barrel racing. Yes, I did. And then uh, you had picked up on that. It seemed to just come very natural to you. So then you started training your own horses. Um, And then as you get into your late teens, um, you had a career-ending, potentially career-ending back injury. Tell us about that. Um, I had a horse. I was roping that day, and we put, um, we, a guy breathed the horse around the hot walker, not the hot walker, the track, and told me to go put him on the hot walker to cool her off. And so I did that. I ponied her over there. So I tied my horse up to the corrals. I put her on the hot walker, and she just, freaked out she has been on it before i don't know what happened that day you know never knowing what horses <laughs> but she did um pull back and i was trying to lower a little bit and before i knew it i just heard a big clamp and i turned around halfway and all of a sudden the hot walker she pulled it down and it hit my back hit my neck hit my l4 and l5 and my leg and i laid there for about 10 minutes until they realized you know that horse is loose something happened <laughs> Right. Oh, good night. So about 10 minutes and so you're laying there trying to figure out what even happened. Yes. Wow. So. And they were, I looked up and I seen them looking in the pasture for me and one guy rode over by the barn and I was, you know, screaming and crying to get this thing off of me. (laughs) No doubt. So you go get everything checked out and what, what did they tell you at the hospital? did tell me I fractured, I broke my L4 and L5 and they didn't test me for any nerve damage. So they released me and the night after I had a really bad shocking pain and it, I, I tried to get out of bed and that's when it happened. And I called one of my friends and I told them to call 911 and my roommate finally heard me crying and she ran downstairs. They called the 911 and the ambulance got there and they took me back to the hospital the day after to find out that my left leg was paralyzed, I guess, from trying to get up when I shouldn't have. <laughs> oh, goodness. Wow. But I shouldn't have been released out of the hospital. <laughs> no, no, it does not sound like it. So 
you are now paralyzed from the waist down and now at the same time your your really good uh black barrel horse had a suspensory injury so he's out of out of work essentially and and you actually start him on the equinity during this time yes right and and then the other thing you were telling me uh, how often were you injecting uh your horse i injected him every three months Mm-hmm. And during that year, now you're going through rehab, and which I called a sympathy injury for your horse. Just you know, yeah. <laughs> why should you do all the suffering when he could do the same? So uh, now your rehab took about two years uh, because you, well, you were you didn't even know if you're ever even going to ride again. And what did you find after a year of your horse being on equinity? As far as uh, specifically with the injections, what did you find? I didn't have to take him. Every time I would take him, even though my vet, every three months, he probably got sick of me. But I was like, I think he needs this injection. And uh, he told me, no, no, he's 100% sound. Um, He doesn't need anything. And I was like, wow, you know, um, his hawks and stifles need to be injected. And that's what caused his suspensory issues. So um, I couldn't believe that he didn't have to be injected, but twice a year now. Right. Well, and that's one of the things that we found. We, we get that feedback all the time um, with injected horses that you know, no matter how many times they need the injections or receive the injections per year, when they're on the equinity, it's drastically reduced and sometimes they don't have to give it at all. It just depends on the scenario of what's going on and, you know, 100% uh, at the advice of the, the veterinarian uh, and the owner, obviously, who knows their horses very well. So that's pretty exciting news from that aspect. Now, as you jumping ahead, uh, you're now a year in and you're still don't, don't know where you are because you're kind of laid up and, um, but you also had another horse, uh, which you have a nickname of Slick Rick, which you had owned since he was five months old. Yes. We bought him for a better future. (laughs) (laughs) Right. If we go back about six months or so, that was six or seven months now, I guess. Uh, back in late September, Slick Rick, you were feeding him. Tell us what happened there. Um, I went to feed him out in the pasture, and he looked a little wobbly. First thing caught in my mind was, oh, my gosh, he has EPM. He's walking up to me like he doesn't even have his balance. So the closer he got up to me out in the pasture, he literally just, right, I dumped the feed and just fell right down and I just was like oh my gosh he really has a severe case of EPM like it's it's over well I hooked up to the trailer immediately um I tried to get him up I got him up we were walking out of the gate and he fell again I was screaming I was all alone my husband was out hauling cattle Uh, I didn't have anybody there to help me get him up and I just said, I just prayed to God, please give this horse the urge to get up so I can get him to the vet. And um, I finally walked, we walked really slow to the trailer, gave him a little break, got him to the trailer, got him in. And I did 20 the whole way to the vet. I called the vet. They said, just be really careful. It doesn't sound like EPM. It sounds like something else. And all I could think about was the poor equine disease and all this other stuff that could be going on. The last thing I thought was what I found out three days after him being in the vet, which was West Nile. Holy smokes. And what is the, uh, what typically happens when a horse comes down with West Nile or what are the possible outcomes? 
as many times as what I've heard from my vet, you know, uh, as many times as he fell, he shouldn't have gotten back up. I guess he's a fighter and the outcome would be, you know, our main, my main concern was him, the fluid on the brain that the West Nile put, you know, he was there the whole time. He wasn't like the loopy or anything. He was there and he, he, he responded. Um, it was just like his body just couldn't hold him up anymore. And I didn't know when I dropped him off at the vet if that was the last time I'd seen him. Within three days of being at the vet, uh, how much weight had he lost? I went there the third day to check on him with my friend, and I walked in the stall and I just bawled. His legs were, sorry, his legs were um, all taped up. And he just looked at me like, I'm fighting, Mom. And um, he lost like over 100 pounds. I mean, he didn't look like the same horse. He looked like a, a yearling. Well, and just in three days. Holy smokes. Wow. And I, I know this is, uh, and you told me before we did this podcast, it, it was uh, pretty emotional because of all the things that um, you've gone through personally and with and with him. Um, that's when you see him this way in three days. Now, the great news as we skip forward two and a half to three weeks, uh, what happens then? I um, brought him home. The vet called me and said he's going to pull through. He's a fighter. Um, we have to keep him on this oil for his ulcers. He's going to have major ulcers from all the banamine that was pumped through him. I brought him home. He looked like a horse that got the crap beat out of him <laughs> by himself. <laughs> and um, I brought him home and I started him right away on equinity. And a month after, he just kept blossoming and blossoming every day. You know, he grew stronger and stronger every single day. And so it, all the weight was, he had put all the weight back on, looks better than ever. He looks amazing. His growth was a little stunned, but I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, when uh, taking that or the other potential outcome, absolutely. So how long is he, so well, I guess, you, so you got him back home, you sent him out to the trainer, and then how soon did the trainer start working with him? Uh, he was in the trainer in December, which was a huge awesome income i mean just the outcome to his you know from west nile three months later he's at the trainer so he just came home yesterday he was at the trainer she started riding him the day after he got there you know she let him settle in the first day and he just took to it he's super special to her he's super special with so many and we've decided to hold him back from protruding this year to let him do his five year to let him grow a little bit more Sure. So, so he was at the trainers for about a month. You got him back uh, this January. No, I'm sorry. He went to the trainers around January, and then you just and I got him back. You just got him back a few days this ago. Friday. Right. Yep. So he's been on Aquinity all this time, and you know this might be a, appear to be a setup kind of a question, which it kind of is, but it's also the reason why we're doing the podcast. What, what is your um, opinion with how he's recovered uh, with the Aquinity? I mean, it, versus what you think it might have been without the equinity. Um, I, well, when I first started talking to you a few years ago about, you know, equinity, and, you know, I wasn't a supplement giver. <laughs> so I, um, my opinion on it, you know, it helps with amino acids, the brain, everything, the body condition, you name it, it helps it. Um, I tried a lot of supplements. Uh, you know, I just 
had a good feeling about this. It gave me hope. You know, I'm throwing him on Trinity the day he gets home, and that's what I did. And so now he just, as you say, he's blossoming more and more every day. So he's like 100% recovered, sound, everything. He is 100% covered, 110% sound. He's wicked smart. A little too smart. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it sounds like we have uh, a secondary horse that also had a, a sympathetic thing going on. So your first horse first horse had sympathy injury, your second horse a very sympathetic and scary thing going on. And I didn't mention this before to anyone and it's a little bit now out of our the timeline, but I think one of the most inspiring and important things uh to hear from you. So you went through 2 years of recovery and then tell us what you did within two to four months after you were, quote, released to maybe start writing again, which you didn't think you would ever be able to write again. But tell everybody what you did within two to four months after you were released to ride. I got back on the horse that pulled the hot walker down on me. <laughs> if that's not crazy right there, I mean, but again, you know, it's what what was the line you told me jump or that your dad told you? My dad told me you have to override your fears. So I did that. I would say uh, if that's not uh, overriding fears, I don't know what is. Um, and I tell you what, hearing this story, uh, it, if it doesn't send goosebumps uh, down your spine, uh, might check your pulse there. Because there, you know, <laughs> there, there's three just amazing things of um, lost of hope to complete comebacks uh, all in one little farm, uh, which is absolutely amazing um wow i'm i'm somewhat lost for words i tell you that but uh now with uh with slick rick um now that he's back and blossoming every day uh what are your future plans with him well yesterday i've waited three years to jump on the horse and yesterday i finally got to ride slick rick um from him being home from the trainer and everything else um my plans with him are we are going to let him breed some mares this year. He is a stud. Um, let him breed some mares in May that are booked to him. And we plan to ranch on him a little bit this summer, get his mind off of that hard training that he did with Marge to help. She put an amazing hand on him. I feel more comfortable in him than any of the other horses I have. <laughs> and he's a stud. Yeah. But... And then I plan to bring. She's, he's going to take her. She's going to take him back in August, early September, and we are going to go into more barrel training. She did put a lot of barrel training on him, but we're going to plan to futurity him his five-year-old year and let him grow a little bit, awesome. mature. That is great. Well, I tell you, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not uh, inspired in, in more ways than one. Um, I tell you, you might want to listen to it again, <laughs> is what what I would have to say. But if, if there's anybody uh, that's listening to the podcast that still might be on the fence about, well, is this equinity stuff? Um, does it really work? Uh, and I know a, a big portion of this podcast was not specifically about the equinity product and everything else. But 
it's also why they're kind of listening into it. So if there's somebody that's still a little bit on the fence about trying the equinity for the horse, uh, what would you, other than the things that you've already talked about, is there anything else that you might have for them, advice or recommendation? Well, I was always on the fence about any supplement, but my horses are my life. And I tell everyone what I get, what gave me hope. We all have to try supplements and we all have tried supplements, but I had a really good feeling especially nagging you for three weeks before I even tried equinity. <laughs> yeah. um, and I just kept on asking, what does it do? What does this do? How does this work? You know, I'm just like that. I like to do my research, you know, uh, reading reviews is big. I'm sure there are supplements out there that do work, but they only work for a short amount of time. And I've been with the supplement for three years now. And I had a good feeling about equinity and, it's been amazing and a life changer for my children, which have four legs. Right. <laughs> well, Jordan, I uh, can't thank you enough for taking the time to share your equinity story, your personal story. Um, it's so inspiring, and I hope this uh, just really gets out there, though. The more people that listen to it, uh, you know, if they're going through challenges, uh, listen to this, and they're inspired by your personal story, uh, your stories about your horses and um, just wow it's really really amazing and thank you so much for sharing your stories thank you Jen. that's all for this episode of the equinity podcast for more information on purchasing equinity be sure to visit our website at teamequinity.com where you'll also find product information as well as more testimonials on how others have seen amazing results by implementing equinity into their horses supplement regime We'll have more stories on how Equinity is helping horses worldwide right here on a future episode of the Equinity Podcast.